Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch on bandit run. Okay, folks, welcome. Three Dudes with a View, Tuesday edition. Uh, and my name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three, dude number two. Clayton Harris, you are driving the bus today, are you not? Back in business, Delk. Not a literal bus for those out there listening, because again, uh, we we do have five kids, so uh, we have to get them uh, to different locations. But you're right, the youngest two, or two of the younger ones, uh, started back today. So, back in business. All right. And uh, so, as Clayton does not literally drive a bus, uh, at least according to our information, Drake Collie did not threaten to kill everybody at Bucky's and did not go storming into the place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think Drake wanted to call it the meet and three instead. For good reasons. But, yes, he, he, he did not. And uh, the, the meet and three on uh, – South Garden. South Garden, formerly known as Bucky's. And and after listening to the show yesterday afternoon, um, he did not wish death upon anybody. No, I I didn't hear that. And uh, the rumor that he broke in there, uh, you know, or stormed in there raising hell is um, apparently not true either. So get off the Facebook, people. (laughs) (laughs) Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how you doing? Good morning, Dell. Good morning. School's back in. People need to adhere to safe driving around school buses. They don't need to be bumper to bumper to a school bus. They don't need to be passing a school bus when the lights are yellow lights are flashing and the red lights are flashing. They need to maintain a distance of 20 or more feet behind a bus and never pass a bus when their red lights are flashing. Right side or left side or any side. Stop. Be patient. Uh, Go early. Great advice, Mr. York, and I still remember, Lord, it'd be some 60 years ago uh, when I was in McDowell School, one of my classmates ran out, you know, from the bus and was run over and and killed, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I mean, he would probably still be alive today, and the effects that that had on both the driver and the boy's family are probably still ongoing. Sure. Yeah, so, people get in a hurry behind buses and want to pass them and stuff. Leave early, and then you won't have to worry about the bus. But yeah. don't pass buses. Don't drive too close because kids are kids, and you don't know which direction they're going to go. Well taken, Mr. York. Well taken. All right. Uh, regular special guest dude on Tuesday, Ron Hart. Here you're out there, and where are you, Wyoming? Uh, yeah, still in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. All right. Beautiful place. And your column this week is on a report from uh, <laughs> the Wyoming, the heart of America, and that big rodeo out there. Um, it's uh, it, it, Wyoming's a pretty conservative place. I thought Tennessee was conservative, but yeah, Wyoming got nothing is. nothing on Wyoming. They, 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 uh, the rodeos out here, a rodeo in Cody, Wyoming, is really good. And um, 
you can tell. I mean, the, the, all the clowns jokes were about Biden. It was it was uh, it was not left wing at all. Jackson Hole's a little bit left wing because you got a lot of Silicon Valley, you know, billionaires, soft li- li- limousine liberals out here. Probably sixty seven percent voted for uh, Biden out here, but a lot of inherited wealth. Those type folks. Yeah, you, you know, Ron, I showed Delk a a video that CNN actually did. Uh, I guess it was over. Oh, that was hilarious in, in Cheyenne. Uh, during you know, I guess the rodeos this past weekend, which course, is al- always a big deal. Yeah, and of course, CNN was just trying to find a Liz Cheney lover. Just trying, could not find one, not one <laughs> supporter of Liz Cheney, not one. Yeah, she's toast. I mean, and, and you can tell by of- signs on houses out here, the ones that support Liz Cheney are pretty much Democrats. So it's, it's a Republican state, so it's, you kind of have to pick and choose your places. And she's essentially a Democrat out here. So it's very independent. You, you watch the show Yellowstone. People are really important about guns and land and privacy and their rights and such. So it's a, it's a strong, independent state. Very uh, very compelling, actually. I, I really enjoy being out here. I, I would encourage people to come out to Wyoming if you can. Ron, there's some noise coming from your direction. It sounds like somebody's plumbing a, uh, plunging a uh, toilet. That's coffee maker. I'll, I'll knock it <laughs> Okay. Ah, that makes sense. There we go. Yeah, that makes there sense. I thought that or was the only Cheney fan. Getting old. <laughs> yeah. Throwing around the mud. Well, you know, it sounds like uh, Liz Cheney is as uh, popular in Wyoming or unpopular as uh, Lord Slytherin Andy Ogles of Murray. Um you know, we've been playing a little game around here for like three months now. Do you know anybody who's voting for Andy? So far, we've gotten three affirmative answers. Uh, I've never seen a more spectacular, self-inflicted uh, political implosion as has occurred uh, starting in January of this year with Lord Slytherin and Andy. And, uh, you know, the latest we hear is that he rented a venue over in Marshall County last uh, we we could go Monday for 250 people, and according to our reports, approximately 35 people showed up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, and uh, and and same thing. As Liz Cheney betrayed the trust of Wyoming, uh, Andy has betrayed the trust of Murray County in Southern Middle Tennessee by by being I don't understand by being that, misleading Bill. by just by not telling us the truth over and over. She's that's what she's striving to do. Tell the truth. And, and your all truth, truth Mr. York, not mine. All the truth deniers don't like her anymore. But there are still people in Wyoming that's going to vote for Liz Cheney. If she loses the election, she's got other options she can do and for the nation. But well, she's let's hope she truth. pursues them. I mean, yeah, how, think, about, think about it. Not, not not long ago, Democrats were screaming about Halliburton and 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 you know wanting to charge Dick Cheney with war crimes, <laughs> and now they're defending a Cheney. It is hilarious. Uh, strange. Well, it's Liz Cheney. It's not Dick Cheney. I still don't like what he did. He still uh, well, she's no different. Country out of millions of dollars for Halliburton. She's no different, Mister York. She's chip off the old block. Uh, she's different. Uh, well, and it's your truth, not mine. Uh, We're seeing a different side of Liz Cheney, even though she voted 90% to support Trump. But she's she's about not killing this country's democracy or republic. Well, I'm sure she'll have an opportunity to be on The View once she's uh, yeah, not elected yeah. in November. Hired, yeah. by, hired by MSNBC or something. She sure as hell like a move back to Wyoming. She'd be run out of town on rail. <laughs> Lord. You know what they'll do on CNN or MSNBC? They'll put her on. They'll they'll, they'll put underneath her name Republican, and she'll just rail against Republicans the whole. That's yeah. what they do. It's almost like taking a mm-hmm. Vietnam pilot, captured pilot, beat him up, and then finally, you know, under Stockholm syndrome, finally make him, you know, 
fake you know, comments to make them look uh, the Republicans look bad. So yeah. same thing, the, the, the Navarro woman, I think, does it on Anna CNN Navarro, or whatever, yeah. says she's a Republican and she just all she does is rally against Republicans. Yeah, so just a media tool CNN like John McCain was. Oh, yeah, you, your GOP gives her enough ammunition to ride against them. I tell, I tell you, every time you turn around, look what they did the veterans this week. Voted against helping veterans that were affected by pit fires over Afghanistan and Iraq. And then had fist bumps on the House floor behind that crap. Uh, you, you guys, so you guys name a bill something, and, and what's actually in the bill is often different than what they vote on. So you can name, you need, like this recent bill, the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, how do you reduce inflation, Mister York, by spending money and taxing people? By taxing the billionaires, fifteen percent no, tax. <laughs> yeah, I always say that. That's, that's, not, that's not how it works. That's not how it works, and that's not what the tax is. It didn't a tax on billionaires. It's a corporate tax. It's yeah. a handout to a bunch of green policies that go to the to Democrat donors who like Solyndra, uh, people like that. They waste the money. If, if 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 green energy had an economic viability in this country private industry would bring it to the market in a minute well it's yeah. a lot better than when right. trump gave narvax 1.6 billion dollars and they uh, just came out with a vaccine after during pandemic is almost over with okay folks okay i mean let's remember that comment the pandemic's almost over with because come november i'm sure it's going to be back so let's just remember that statement right there okay well, let's do have that thousands of people dying hopefully Oh, thousands of people dying, and it's for the children. Uh, okay, a <laughs> couple of housekeeping things. Uh, first of all, yesterday, folks, I was misinformed. Uh, I said we, we had early voting yesterday and today. We do not. Early voting is over. If you have not voted now, uh, you've got to vote on Thursday, election day, and you have to go to your uh, precinct uh, where you are registered to vote and vote there. You can't vote at the central office like you could during early voting. So my apologies. I was misinformed. Early voting is over and you've got to go to your designated precinct on Thursday. If you still want to vote, turnout is low and that is puzzling and surprising. I think to almost anybody who's been watching these elections uh, and just as an aside, I think that, probably forecast poorly for the anticipated uh, red wave this fall because the last time we had red waves in 2010 2016 even though in tennessee there was really nothing contested on the ballot people turned out heavily uh, because they were just enthused they just wanted to send a message uh, that's not happening now and you know, typically when we see big turnouts in Tennessee, even where everybody knows it's going to be Republican, then that means uh, if we have big turnouts in Tennessee, that means you're going to have big turnouts in places like Pennsylvania and Michigan and mm-hmm. uh, other places where it counts. And uh, and we're not seeing that. So, uh, you know, that's a signal that I'm still chewing on. Okay. People still don't believe they'll, uh, that local elections make a difference in their lives. And, and I don't know why, because that's the most important elections that you could participate in. No, they go to presidential elections and Senate elections, but they don't vote for the people that actually impact their lives locally. Well, and that is so true this year, especially uh, that uh, this year, because this our school board and our county commission that we're electing, 
are going to have so much uh, to say about how we handle the growth that is upon us in Murray County. All right, folks, we got a guest here that we're not going to even get to in the first segment. We're going to introduce him here. Other housekeeping announcement, election night, August 4th, Kathy's Restaurant, 702 Hatcher Lane, 7 to 9 p.m. Bring a chair. Join us. Uh, join Sheriff Bucky Rowland for ice cream and uh, – they at Kathy's and election results seven to nine on Hatcher Lane this coming Thursday night. Sheriff Rowland is hosting that. Uh, bring a chair and have some ice cream and listen to the results. Jeff Bauerlein, candidate for the Republican nomination, U.S. Congress in Tennessee, is our guest. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? All right. Thanks How- for joining. How is the campaign trail? It is it is winding down, and I'll be happy when we're through this phase, but I feel like the luckiest man in the world right now. <laughs> so I'm still in the fight, still standing, and uh, we're looking good. All right, let's... Uh Let's let's take a break, uh, Coach, and come back, and let's learn about Jeff Byerline, why he's running for Congress, what he'd like to accomplish as a congressman from Tennessee. Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorsales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. 
quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hi, I'm Sheila Butt, former business owner and state representative running for mayor because we need strong leadership. We don't want CRT, higher taxes, unchecked growth, and unconstitutional mandates. We want safe communities and great schools. I appreciate the endorsement of the Murray County Republican Party, but I know that the most important endorsement is your vote of trust. Together, we will control growth and preserve the things that we love about Murray County. Paid for by the committee elect Sheila Butt, Jacob Love Treasurer. Okay, welcome back. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Jim York. How are you, man? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude and favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart, live from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. How are you doing, Ron? Good morning, everybody. All right. Folks, uh, Jeff Byerline is with us. Jeff Byerline is a candidate for the Republican nomination for U.S. Congress. He's one of a field of nine running for an open seat in the 5th Congressional District of Tennessee. Uh, Thursday, we'll decide who the Republican nominee is, and that nominee will almost certainly win in November in this heavily Republican New Fifth District. Jeff Bowerline, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing spectacular. Thank you. All right, tell us uh, just to remind folks uh, where you know where'd you grow up, where'd you come from, who is Jeff Bowerline? Sure, I spent the first part of my life in Ohio. I grew up in Southern Ohio. My family's from Northern Kentucky, uh, and, and after high school, I ended up going to West Point. Uh, and then commissioning into Army Aviation. So uh, I spent uh, five years after that bouncing around the world. I spent a year in Korea, two years in Central America, doing humanitarian missions and fighting the drug war, uh, amongst other things, and then came back to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, where I spent almost four years leading into supporting Afghanistan, actually going into Iraq in the early stages of the war, uh, and then was in the National Guard for a few years before I moved into healthcare. There you go. Now, this, this is your first front of public office, isn't Absolutely. It? All right. Uh, here you are, Jeff Bowerline, you know, prime of your life. You've never been in politics before. You've been in the military. You've gone to West Point. You've been a, a, a businessman. Uh, and all of a sudden, you wake up one morning and go, 
I want to run for Congress. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. It, 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 uh, the, the decision may seem sudden because I was the last enter into the race. But th- this is a this is a gradual building of frustration, understanding that you know I've carried the water for our country in many different ways before, and I refuse to let us dr- get dragged through the mud and underrepresented by our federal officials. And um, you know, I watched what happened a year ago this month in Afghanistan, where we left 13 young warriors on the battlefield, one from here in Tennessee. You know, it was a disastrous exit. Um, I know we're talking about it now this week and what happened and how a terrorist can hide out in Kabul. Um, I watched, you know, this erosion of our rights. Uh, and, and I feel like most of the people we put in office, they're on the wrong side. They're on the side of money and influence and power versus representing the people. And I just had enough, though. I stopped yelling at the TV, said, what can I do about this? Instead of being angry and frustrated with the media. And let me grab the ball. Let me make the play. And at that point, I just started learning the process. What does it take to, to be an official? What does it take to run for office? Um, you know, certain things I'm you know, newer at, but none of it diminishes my spirit and my leadership. That's what I'm running on. There you go. What would you like to accomplish as a congressman from Tennessee? Sure. There's three main things. And first and foremost, um, you know, I, I think in priority, they may be equal. But, uh, but I kind of talk about it in this way for folks to understand. We have to restore economic stability. You know, we've got a second quarter of negative economic growth. You know, most people would define that as, as a recession. Now, mind you, that's kind of a, an open-ended question for this administration. Um, you know, we've got to restore our energy independence and get back to energy dominance because that really was a trigger for so much of what's going on in the world and the instability. Secondly, we need to protect America. And folks automatically think, okay, it's the border wall, which is a huge part of this. But it's also the war on drugs. It's also ceding our independence and our security uh, in protecting those who protect us, meaning the cops, the military, the first responders. And the third part is minimizing the role of the federal government in our lives. We've gone way too far. And, you know, it's been, a, it's been an interesting couple months since we started this. Um, we've looked at many, many issues, and uh, they're actually being challenged right now, both in courts. And I think we've got a you know, seminal moment in history right now to kind of cede power back to the states and local elections, like Mr. York was talking about earlier. There you go. All right, Mr. York. Yeah, Jeff, I was going to ask you, uh, would it be possible, I've looked at all these commercials that uh, sure. candidates are running. Are you partnering up with anybody that's on the campaign trail? Absolutely. My dog is my campaign manager. My wife supports us as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, no, I'm not partnering up with, with anyone else. I do talk to most of the candidates, and quite frankly, we spend a lot of time together. The big three money candidates are kind of on their own, and you know, they're coordinating their big campaigns and their sophistication. Uh, but, but no, if that's what you're asking, some of the other maybe down-ballot candidates, we talk. We have dinner together or grab, grab a drink or something, but, but not really a strategy. There you go. Rod? Ron, you there? He's uh, he, not there right now. He, he may have gone to a rodeo. Yeah, he's Who at knows? the rodeo. Clayton, what do you got? Jeff, uh, what have you found to be the most frustrating thing that you've had to deal with uh, during this whole process? There, there's quite a few things. And I go back to, um, you know, I've met some of the, the most amazing people in the world. And, and, you know, seeing how leadership works and, and the different counties and, and how not just the, the party works, which, again, I'm not a party guy. I hadn't come from, you know, pushing money and power and influence, et cetera. Uh, and I've also met a handful of folks who, 
you know, they, they are just parasites on the outside of this, and they're all about influence and what's in it for me. Um, and, you know, you quickly develop a, a feeling or a sense of where they're coming from. It starts with the first question and what, what they're asking of you, uh, but it doesn't in any way diminish my thought that there's a need for better leadership in our country. Um, but it does beg the question of, you know, how many folks like that got to power, got in here. And then the second thing is we talk so much about election in- integrity. I call it, and jokingly, I call it electile dysfunction. It's an affliction <laughs> that, that has affected so many of us across the country. And, um, you know, we, we've got to have a better solution. But it doesn't just start with the voting machine and paper ballots um, or what we needed to do audits for the election. It starts with the election process itself and the candidates. And if, if you lack integrity in the election process and you're lying to the constituents or to the media, it's hard to think that that's going to change when you get into Congress. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. If you if you'll mislead constituents or the media, uh, yeah, it, it, you're probably going to do it when you're in Washington. So mm-hmm. there you go, Ron Hart. What I mean, do you what do you got? Oh, go ahead, Mr. York. I'm sorry. I was going to say, Jeff. You know, out in Arizona, they had uh, the Ninja Group that said there were 282 people dead that voted in the last election, and they only found one. 281 people were actually living. They were surprised that they were dead after they voted. Now, there's uh, quite a bit of confusion about that. I, I don't know about the Ninja Group. Um, I know there there has been many reasons to challenge some of the more recent elections. Um, and I do think we need to have audits. If they're, if they're looking at that, I'm happy somebody is trying to validate that. I think it needs to be an automatic part of our process, not run by the federal government, run by states, and, and it needs to be across the board. We need to do that in local elections, federal elections, et cetera. But I think that's what we do now. The states certify those elections. They do. Uh, and I think we could do a better job with our audits. They set up an audit team in Georgia. I think the, both uh, the, guy, the people running for governor said that they need to set up an audit as a part of the GBI to audit these things. But, you know, who knows what they'll end up doing. Yeah. The, the Secretary of State who oversees it is really reluctant, I think, to say that it was a bad election because they're in charge of it. Mm-hmm. But this 2,000 meals, I think if, if there's a way there was election fraud, and I'm, I'm not one of these conspiracy theorists, I, I would like to know more about it. But this 2,000 meals, I think, is the formula if there is election fraud that it's used. The, the ballot harvesting, the mules, the, you know, p- putting them in there at midnight. It's just, it's just mathematically improbable that Biden got all those votes in those cities, Atlanta, Detroit, <laughs> Philadelphia, at late at night. It's Another Star like. Trek movie, Ron. Another Star Trek movie. Yeah. Ron, to that okay. to that point, there is some progress. And even as of late as of the last uh, several weeks, I believe it was North Carolina, the, the, the courts finally decided that they cannot have essentially a naked ballot box, something that's unmonitored, unchecked, open 24 hours without, you know, a, a person over it. Uh, that That's not going to fly. So there there is hope here. There you right. go. Ron, you, your column this week is a, like a report from uh, Wyoming and uh, – and I was out in Idaho, uh, what, two weeks ago? And that part of the country is refreshing. Um, it is. It is. You know, from the Republican standpoint, the reason the Democrats wanted to, to make Washington, D.C. a state or get rid of the senators, you got you know two, two Republicans in, uh, I guess, Idaho and Wyoming and South Dakota, pretty very small states. And, you know, when Dick Cheney ran for Congress out here, it's kind of odd. There was two senators in the state of Wyoming and one congressman. <laughs> Yeah, that's still the case, wow. isn't it? Wow. Yeah. So you have six, seven, yeah, I think you have seven, eight hundred thousand people out here. And uh, Jackson Hole's pretty liberal, like I said earlier, because of the uh, in the California influx, the tech titans, uh, some of these, uh, you know, tech 
tech oligarchs that come in here. They like they control the Democrat Party and they like they like it and they vote Democrat in the small town. But it's transient. But the state itself is very conservative, very American, very traditional values, very uh, cowboy. You know, it's the Wild West. There's something refreshing about that. And you you attended that big rodeo out there. Yeah, Cody. Yeah, Cody is a big rodeo in Cody, Wyoming, which is very nice. And I posted some Facebook pictures of it, but it's really good. It's you know, the, the kids are involved. Very, very wholesome. Very nice. It's it's and actually in Columbia, Tennessee. My parents were friends with a rodeo clown there. I can't remember his name, but it was a rodeo clown in Columbia, Tennessee. And you kind of doing doing humor the way I did with my column. I kind of appreciate a rodeo clown now. They kind of keep things going like an MC of a rodeo. I forgot their role. It's an important role, not only distracting the bulls, but <laughs> trying to make a light of everything. And this guy was telling Biden jokes, and the crowd was going nuts. And like you said, there wasn't a Liz Cheney supporter there. There you go. You hadn't tried your hand riding the Bronco run? No, no, no. Too too old for that. I don't even, you know, nah, I'm not going to do that. I've seen too many people get hurt. Enough bull, enough bull on this show with you on here, Mister Jordan. <laughs> That's brilliant. Do, do y'all remember enough what the bull yeah. leaves with you on here? Do, do, you, remember, Jeff, do, do, up, you, do you remember during Mule Day down here just a couple months ago? Yeah, the Brahma bull that oh. went down Main oh. Street was yeah. that right down on Seventh. That was the highlight. I was I was blown that away. That Thing was huge. It was a big gray boy. I could took a picture of it. That thing was huge, Jeff Byron. What as you go around the Fifth District? Uh, let's see which. Just to remind folks, it seems so familiar to us now, but I know there are a lot of people who are still, you know, getting used to it, trying to figure it out, you know. Right, right. But the 5th Congressional District, newly formed, open seat, um, consists of Murray County, Marshall County, Lewis County, uh, most of Williamson County, I think. Most of Williamson. We've got the northern northern third and the eastern third. And um, the southern end of Davidson. Southern, southern third of Davidson, and then most of Wilson as well. Yeah, Okay. So it's it's an odd snaky around district, you know, and uh, wow. it's different. And uh, are there any poll numbers, Jeff? Anything out that you've seen, or y'all have poll numbers? You know, it, 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 it's funny. We we do not have poll numbers, and everyone, uh, many of the, the you know the well funded candidates have polls, but they never disclose them. And interesting enough, everyone's polls always shows themselves as the number one uh-huh. by twenty points ahead of everyone. So <laughs> I, I don't put fundraise. much. Yeah, I yeah. don't put much to it. Um, the polls are about as reliable as I think some of the folks' fundraising numbers. Oh, oh. <laughs> Again, well, reference numbers. reference Lord Slither and Andy Uggles. Hey, I'm not I'm not here to name names. I, wa- I wonder who you're talking about about that. <laughs> Four hundred and fifty three thousand yeah. in the bank it turned I, out to be sixty. Yeah, I, I do want to just make make light of it and, and just. You know, for the folks listening across the counties and things too, and I, you know, can't understate the importance of, of having a voice here because, regardless of of which side of the fence you fall on, um, and, and who you support and who you, who you want to intend to vote for, you got to get out. You got to make this a priority. We have five thousand nine hundred and change Republican voters in Murray County thus far. It's down about sixteen percent, which is better than most of the state of Tennessee, to be honest with you. And I know folks are frustrated and tired. But if you don't vote, you're essentially ceding that that authority and that decision to the PACs and the big money. And that's not who we are as a country. And again, that's that's what we have to instill in folks. You know, I took my own children to vote last time and just so they could see the process. It's it's so important. There you go. I agree, Jeff. And 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 as Mr. York was pointing out, I mean, uh, you know, the locally, the number one issue, uh, you know, in our commission races, our county mayor races, our school board races, 
uh, we are the fastest growing county in the state. And there's not a lot of consensus yet on how to handle the anticipated growth that we're going to have in the next five years. But there's a complete agreement locally that it's something it's our number one issue. You know, it's the number one campaign issue in our local races. And uh, so, folks, you know, you've got an open fifth congressional district seat. Uh, Who represents you in Congress in the next five years will make a big difference. Who is on the local school board and who is on the county commission in the next five years will make a tremendous difference in how this growth is going to be handled. So Jeff's right. Get out and vote. And, and, you know, it's my have people that are pro this, pro that in extreme conditions. You know, we've got a mayor race and I think we've got three people running and two of them are really extreme Murray County needs someone with a sensible head that can run a government. And and I think Charlie Norman is probably the best bet out of all of them. That's your opinion, Mr. York, and I respect it, but it's not the position of this station. And and we don't – I'm not – there's only one endorsed candidate this year by Kennedy Broadcasting Company, folks, and I'll tell you exactly who it is. It's Julie Kwan, who is running for the state executive committee in the Republican Party. And she is running against Angie McClanahan, who is evil and no count, because she voted for churching, kicking three Republicans off the ballot in the 5th Congressional District race. Folks, we the people get to decide who's a Republican, not the state executive committee. And those three who were thrown off the ballot, uh, Baxter Lee, uh, Morgan Ortegas, Morgan Ortegas and, and Robbie, Starbuck. Robbie Starbuck, are as Republican as Ronald Reagan. And this was pure skullduggery and manipulation to try to give, uh, really, Andy Ogles an advantage in this race. He was That's right throughout in, the Republican Party. That's he why was you right have in the, the local the local. Julie Kwan, Julie Kwan says she will let the people decide who's a Republican. Vote for Julie Kwan, Republican State Executive Committee, folks. This, this may be the most important race on the ballot. And not only did uh, those three get thrown out of the Congressional 5th, locally, the Republican Party nominated David Cruz to be our state executive committee uh, representative from Murray County. The state executive committee kicked David Cruz off the ballot, who is also as Republican as Ronald Reagan. He's a local lawyer. And therefore, there is no candidate. When you go look at the ballot, they'll just say no candidate. Well, you know, what does that mean? That means that current gang of crooks who are on the state executive committee get to nominate who they want and fill in the seat themselves. This is skullduggery. It's awful. It's evil. Vote Julie Kwan. All right. Yeah, if Ronald Reagan was running today, he wouldn't get a vote. No, that's not true. All right. Let's take a break and talk with Jeff Byerline some more. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. I'm Charlie Norman, candidate for Murray County Mayor. A county mayor must be ready to hit the ground working from day one and have a vast knowledge of how county government operates. I have the hands-on experience needed to do just that. All the cities, mayors, community, and business leaders must work together to help build a healthy and strong Murray County, our home. 
I approve in Murray County leadership, and I would appreciate your vote. I'm Charlie Norman, and I want to be your Murray County Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Charlie Norman, Lyndall B. Fox, Treasurer. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello everyone, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Are you aware that gold is at historical highs? That's right, and now is an opportune time to sell that unwanted jewelry made of gold or platinum. We also buy gold and silver coins or ingots. Tillis Jewelry will make you a top dollar offer paid in cash on the spot. Also, we buy diamonds from a quarter carat and larger, any shape, round, oval, marquee, and princess. Bring them in for an offer, you might just be surprised. Highest offer paid, I guarantee it. Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. It's a scorcher out there, but we've got tips that'll keep you chilling this August. Tip number one, keep your AC in peak condition. Tip number two, drink lots of fluids. Tip number three, go for refreshing top prizes up to a cool million by playing all new August Insta games from the Tennessee Lottery. All of these exhilarating games can lead to cold, hard cash. So head to the shade of your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and enjoy some game-changing fun today. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Please play responsibly. From scholarship and grant programs to providing students with the qualifications and certifications they need to start their professional careers, the Tennessee Lottery has awarded more than $6.5 billion in funding to education programs, and we're proud to play our part. See for yourself how all of the fun of the Tennessee Lottery goes to supporting someone's future and a brighter tomorrow at TNLottery.com. Hello, my name is Sammy Patterson, and I'm asking for your vote for Circuit Court Judge. I have 22 years of experience working in criminal, civil, family, and estate law. I have lived in Murray County almost 50 years. As judge, I will treat you with respect, fairness, kindness, and dignity, regardless of who you are or where you come from. Vote Patterson for the people. I am Sammy Patterson, and I approve this message. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Celebrate 
back-to-school season with Hiller. This month only, get free backyard upgrades when you replace essential home systems like a free Traeger grill with a new whole home generator or a free Yeti cooler with a new tankless water heater. And Hiller's keeping you cool for back-to-school with zero interest financing for up to 12 months on select new HVAC systems. Visit happyhiller.com, happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Record high gas prices, inflation at a 40-year high. Americans are needlessly suffering from policies in Washington. Tennesseans don't need more political talk. We need financial relief. We need Jason Gillum. I'm Jason Gillum, candidate for state representative District 64, Murray County. Our state has a $2 billion surplus. With that surplus, aren't Tennesseans owed permanent sales tax relief? We can afford it, and in Biden's economy, you deserve it. On August 4th, vote Jason Gillum and tax relief. Together, we can do better. Paid for by Jason Gillum for state representative, Don Gillum Treasurer. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound to watch a bandit run. Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. Welcome back. It's Three Dudes with a View. I am Delk Kennedy, dude number three. Clayton Harris, dude number two. How you doing? Doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. And everybody knows that Tuesday is Ron Hart Day. He is coming to us. He is favorite son of Columbia. Uh, Columbia Central High School graduate in 1977, I think. And uh, he is now in Wyoming, uh, enjoying rodeo and clear skies and low humidity how you doing Ron? Nice out here it is nice it is when i was out there it was like 75 degrees and five percent humidity so yeah, that, it's, yeah. It's, it's a big difference you get seven thousand feet elevation makes a big difference as well so it's really it's you know it's nice to get away from the heat ron did you get to do any hiking out there or uh, enjoy any of the the tetons yeah i hike it every morning uh with the tetons lake jenny out there oh These yeah national parks are phenomenal uh, you know, they just kind of funny. I had some liberal friends asking what federal government did for them one time. These liberal friends out in La Jolla is where they give us the national parks. Well, they, was, they don't give you the national parks. They were already yours. Most <laughs> were donated by Rockefeller and very well, wealthy industrialists. They, and not only did they not give it to you, they charged you to go in them. So oh, you know, yeah. that, like they, the federal government gave you national parks. This is how it works. Oh, so, they, it was, but they are nice. And then they, obviously we're, I'm a big fan and, you watch a Ken Burns special about national parks and how they came about in the United States, Teddy Roosevelt, and all that they did. It, it is a good thing to do, obviously, and preserve this beautiful country out here. It's, it's, it is gorgeous. And, uh, folks, we've got Jeff Byerline with us, who is a candidate for the nomination, the Republican nomination, uh, in the 5th Congressional District of Tennessee, open seat, nine candidates uh, vying for it, and Jeff's one of the nine. Uh Jeff, when you're out there going across this district, what do people talk to you about more than anything else? Sure. They, they talk to me a lot about uh, the, the economy, the pocketbook yeah. issues, and what we need to do, and there are levels of frustration. Price of gas. Um, and oh, absolutely. Price of gas, food, you know, getting a family, having to make decisions every day because of, I think, the, uh, the poor agenda by our federal government that's putting us in this position. And I, I think oftentimes folks may not connect all the dots. And, you know, we look at the, the war on energy and all the things that Biden committed to, and he's made damn sure it's going to happen. Uh, but without regard to the impact downstream and what that means to the average American family. Because if you look at 
wage increases, which have gone up some. And I've ran businesses, and you know, we had to deal with some of those challenges. But the, the expense increase against the wage increase is three or fourfold. So, you know, the value of every dollar gets is less and less because of these decisions. And, you know, we feel that when we go to the grocery store, when we plan a vacation, when we decide, you know, what we're going to do for health care. Uh, it's real. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, it seems to me, and comment however you want, uh, that the Democratic Party today has become tone deaf to, uh, you know, the people that live with us here and listen to this station who are generally, you know, they're the husband and wife work. Uh, they get a check every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make a car payment. They make a house payment. Then they go to the grocery store and uh, or Walmart, and food and dry goods pretty much soak up the rest of those checks. Absolutely. And uh, so you increase uh, grocery, uh, you know, 15%. Mm-hmm. You increase uh, gas up to whatever it is now it's what 380 or whatever but um i mean you got a gas up to four dollars maybe five dollars uh you know something's got to give yeah, it absolutely they, they, does they can't yeah. continue to live but gas is yeah, still what 100%. would you suggest what mm-hmm. would you suggest the federal government do or whoever if people in struggling families are having a tough time but the oil companies made 11.4 billion dollars in the second quarter what would you suggest Well, I think we have to figure out how we got here and what we can do. I think the federal government should prioritize the energy industry, not to have them make more money, Mr. York, but just allow them to do what we need to do and free up, you know, the the vastness of the American energy for not just America, but for the world. You know, so many other countries and our allies in Europe, they're going to feel pinch worse than we are because they've been relying on Russian fuel. The And if you're taking notes, you can look this up. But the American Petroleum Institute put a paper out um, to the White House and to the, the cabinet uh, members about 10 steps they can take to unleash American energy. And it's simple things like investing in industry, infrastructure, decre- decrease tariffs, open up land and water. Uh, get back to LNG with liquefied natural gas, which so many uh, other countries rely on instead of going to Russia. That would decrease the price of these commodities, not just in America, but globally. And then the American consumer, the families that we're talking about, would immediately feel relief. Uh, somebody brought up the other day, well, yeah, the price of gas is going down. Well, it's still 100% over where it was before. Yeah, 100%. I mean, big it, deal, 360. Yeah, yeah. It's like saying, hey, you've got a debilitating disease but your runny nose stops, so you should feel better. I mean, at the end of the day, we cause this, and we can fix this. But, you know, it, it's a matter of, you know, to your point earlier, this is not your grandparents' Democrat Party. Uh, but we have to be on the same page about what we're willing to do for the American families. And I think we can do it. Uh, we, we've got a game plan. Here we go. When Biden announces that oil prices are going to go up and he's, he's going to all clean energy or whatever that is it's, it's, it, he did did it i mean they basically did it he, he yeah. reduced uh, you know, the xl pipeline he he, he limited drilling on, on lands leases went down and you know i know i know he's bumped him up some recently but the government's being run by the deep state democrats who were left-wing um uh, uh, operatives is what it's mm-hmm. doing and they think they're going to change the world by running these big bureaucracies mr York, yeah maybe the oil comes made 11 billion in the quarter but government, the federal government took in one trillion dollars of our tax money. Yeah, and well, that helps you to enjoy those parks out there that you are. Uh, yeah, they gave enjoying, me the parks. You know? Yeah, it's really yeah. pretty. Yeah. And, and I've shared that. I've shared that before. To keep them sure. up, you know. Well, we, we, we oh, don't. Yeah, we really don't expensive. have. 
a revenue problem in this country for tax revenue. We took in $2.1 trillion, which is an all-time record in the first six months of this fiscal year. $2.1 trillion, like never before. But we have spent 30% more than that. We've got a spending problem. And, you know, we have the ability to control that. That's why I'm not for increasing taxes whatsoever. we got to control spending. That's a bigger driver of inflation. Not let me, let me fix inflation by raising taxes and spending more. That's just idiot. That's just idiocy. Biden is paying off $350 billion in debt and intends to pay off another $350 billion by September. Mr. York, we're still that. running a deficit. The $7 trillion, trillion deficit. He's not doing that. You don't run a 30% deficit and pay off debt. You the $7 trillion debt. deficit that the Trump administration put into place is still going to take a while to get, get through. Yeah, Obama didn't do it. He, he, Obama ran it to twenty trillion. We're, we're still spending at a record pace. Biden spent more than any other president in the first six months. Some of that may be the COVID hangover. I think whatever comes out of his mouth right now should be discounted because he's got COVID brain. Now, they mentioned Al Zaziri to him the other day, and he said, "What flavor ice cream's that?" And, uh, you know, it's just unbelievable. Um, oh. Well, well, one thing's for sure. He's got the second man in Al Qaeda, so uh, he, he's not too smart. One you know? thing's for sure. Yeah, there's not a him. person in this room, including Miss York, who doesn't think gas is going back up above four bucks the week after the election in November. And, uh, Mr. York, I, you can't tell me with a straight face you, that's you not going to happen. always got a conspiracy, Delk. How, how, how do you know it's going to go back up after the election? You know, because they're going to quit pumping, they'll quit pumping oil out of the National Oil Reserve. And it'll well, go back taking up. Taking a million barrels a day, putting into the flow. So that's that's good. That's helping people. And and a lot of people said that wasn't going to do any good, but it's doing some good. It's it's dropping the price of oil. But it's not sustainable, and there be, there's no political. Well, oil companies are going to try to put it back up where they think they can make well, and, more and money. And the Biden administration will have no interest in doing it uh, the day minute the election's over in November. And Biden has publicly said that this is necessary pain on the way to a fossil free. Uh, fossil free fuel world you, you know uh, who wins one more point on that on that Del- who yeah. wins the most with high oil prices are our adversaries russia has made more money since the price of oil has doubled uh saudi arabia's behind him at times too you know also look at their history venezuela uh, countries who may not have America's interests first have benefited Iran. tremendously. And we essentially it's funded their attacks on Ukraine. Iran's another one. We shouldn't be relying on them. We have a much more of a powerful position globally by being self-reliant and in, in, in sending our re- energy to our our, um, our cohorts in, in the Western world. So, Jeff, Jeff well, was, well taken, Jeff. Jeff, was there a, a politician or somebody in politics that maybe – uh, shaped your views or someone you looked up to at, at some point in your life. I know, well, you know, when I was in college, uh, you know, now Bernie Sanders, it seems like it's the guy that goes around all the college campuses or ha- has been. But when I was in school, it was Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, he was big libertarian, talked about, you know, Absolutely. state rights. And uh, anybody that you've you looked up to, you know, growing up and or maybe influenced your politics. You know, in all honesty, I, I haven't been you know, I wasn't from a political family. My grandparents were Democrats and things, too, and how they viewed the world. We never really talked about it a lot growing up. Uh, folks in the church, folks who uh, coaches and other things like that were a bigger influence than any politician. And, you know, I look to leadership and, and folks who really, I think, have better intentions than most politicians. They were a bigger influence on me. Now, that said, subsequently, you know, I like where Ron Paul 
would go. I believe in a lot of what Rand Paul says. Um, you know, I like Congressman Green a lot too, and what he is. But that wasn't that was more later in life where I started looking and thinking what they had to say. Yeah, especially foreign policy. That's where I thought Donald Trump really hit the mark with a lot of people. Maybe not mm-hmm. in the right or the left, kind of mm-hmm. in the middle was maybe a non-interventionist type foreign policy, mm-hmm. which I think is popular now sure. amongst most. Well, people. like him and love him. The, the, the putting America first, America's interest first, uh, is key. <laughs> and, that, that was the difference between that, that. Aside from you know abandoning the blue collar middle class, Democrats are now are the war the the party of war. They war. fight everybody. Yep, yep. They sure as hell are. They shot a missile up some camel's butt yesterday to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Well, that's, kind of, that, that's kind of wagged the dog. That's yeah, I think he's just he's flailing in the polls right now. So he had to yeah, he had to take shoot somebody a missile, out. A, shoot a missile at a raghead. Yep. Yeah, there anytime we go. you have fifty uh, CIA and defense industry uh, executives or, or, or bureaucrats sign a document saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, it tells you what, how much he controls that bureaucracy, that deep state in, in Washington sure. D.C. Right. Make him do anything he wants to do. Folks, the young bloods are about to start tuning up here. Jeff Byerline. Just give it to us one more time. Why do you why do you, why do you want to be a congressman from Tennessee, and what do you hope to accomplish? First and foremost, I'm a Tennessean. I love this country with a with a soldier's heart and a servant's passion. Uh, I, I think I've done a lot in my life that can contribute to I think leadership here in Middle Tennessee, where we've we've got a vacuum. And uh, you know, I, I think some of the things that I'm talking about can resonate with a lot of folks. So this isn't, you know, I'm not owned by special interests. I don't have big packs and support behind me. Um, but at the end of the day, I want to go to Congress and make this country better. And uh, that is who I am. All right. Good luck, Caroline. Pleasure to get Thanks, to know Ron. you. Uh, yeah. Pleasure to get to know you. Uh, good luck. Next three days are going to be exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Tiger Woods turned down 700 to $800 million to play in that leave tournament. Yeah, that, he got to sign up for the whole deal. Yeah, it's a lot of money. He's got that much. You know, incrementally, money doesn't matter to you after a while, now that's right? A, that's a person that has a moral compass. He also has $5 million already. The rest of them clowns have <laughs> I just don't know which, which direction it's pointing, that's all. Yeah, no kidding. All right, Coach saying we got to go. we got to go. You See guys. you tomorrow. I'm Jeff Byerline, come back to see us. Have a great day, everybody. Fading in the grass. Come on, people now. Smile on your brother, everybody. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is expected in.